This is Escape from the Burnout Society. I am your host, Gabriela Guzman, and in this episode, I will share with you the best tips I got from my own research and from all the guests I interviewed last year. Hi, everyone. I hope you like my new intro because um, it sounds a little bit spooky, but I liked it a lot. Well, let's talk a little bit about last year. What was really very um, tough for all, for all of us and it, the combination of work, parenthood and financial insecurity affected millions of people around the world. All, also me. We got the lockdowns and the, those drove us mad because it, they made us live a 24-7 life all together at home. And this created great chaos in our lives and a high level of anxiety. So that is why my next tips are about how to fight chaos and how to reduce anxiety. As you might remember, I interviewed Saskia de Winter last year. She is the CEO of Saskia de Winter Training in Mexico and she has uh, more than 20 years of experience um, in helping people excel not only at work but also in their uh, general uh, in their lives in general. So I had a little chat with her just uh, few days ago and we talked about how we lose the overview of our lives during stressful periods and how this creates more stress and anxiety. So she told me that it is very important to um, to fight this chaos by uh, using priorities. So the advice or her advice was to prioritize and share these priorities with others. So you could think this is only for managers, and but it's actually a way of being in touch with yourself and what, what you want. Um, so let's begin. Write down your biggest four priorities and describe them shortly. What do you need that it is essential for you? If you could only wish four things, what would them be? And be aware of those things that are urgent and those that are more long-term. Now, the catch is to realize that we tend to give many things the status of urgent while they are not. We keep on giving most of our time to things that can wait or can be solved in another way. Some of them might take a big effort, but will also deliver great, great, great enhancement in our lives and others might take a smaller effort and still bring a big relief. Let's say, let's say you are looking for a new job because you, you find your job very boring and this will need a lot of effort and you don't have so much energy. So I wouldn't make this my first one priority. Even though it's very important for you, you don't have the energy to spend time soliciting for new for new work so keep that for a second or third priority but if for example you feel you feel that you need more time for yourself and this means just to stop doing all the things that are taking your energy well then this might be your number one priority because the effort that is needed to be realized is not so big in contrast to the benefits it will bring to you so be very selfish for once and make your priorities very personal. So don't mix them with other person's achievements or desires. 
Uh, don't think in terms of your husband or wife or children. It is about you and you only. Writing down your personal priorities brings them closer to our material world and it makes them more tangible and it gives them also an extra dimension. Consider this list as a reminder outside your mental world and to make this more effective, I also recommend you to talk about your priorities with your friends, with your spouse and even with your children. And then you say, what? Yeah, and why? There are two main reasons. The first one is that you will listen to yourself talking about them, talking about it to other people. Are you give, giving them enough information? Can you explain why something is important for you? Because if you don't, then you must dig a little bit further in yourself. Every time you talk about it, it will become easier because you will understand better why something is important for you. The other reason is that for many things it will be necessary to get support from your environment. Imagine you want to exercise regularly and you just don't find the time to do it. By sharing this with your partner, family, friends or even colleagues, you will increase the chance someone will help you with ideas or could do something for you so you have time to exercise. Yeah, so you don't have any excuse anymore not to do it. Huh? So if your partner hears from you how important this is for you, then he or she can help you, or at least not make things more difficult for you. Now you might think that children don't need to know what is important for you. Well, that's not completely true. Even very young children are interested in what their parents want and they also feel the need to contribute to your happiness. So just tell them how to help you. And I guess everybody wants to make mommy or puppy very, very happy. So the idea of writing down these priorities is that they can work like the four cardinal points in your life. Since people that has coped with a lot of stress, has a lack of balance in their lives, this balance is difficult to achieve when we don't even know in which direction we were heading to in the first place. And you might think, oh, this is an easy task. Do you have something else for me? No, it is not so easy to discover what we really want. By the way, do not formulate your priorities with negative statements like, I don't want to be sick, or I just don't want to be so thick or so heavy or so thin. Say instead, I want to be healthy. And describe what this means, like, I will stop needing my pills. Uh, so you have to write more details about it. You will not say, I don't want to be tired, but instead you will say, I will have energy throughout the day. I will rest when I need it. So let's be honest, our lifestyle can be so busy that we fail to keep our ship heading into the direction we wanted to. We lack a clear overview and this brings a lot of negative thoughts, anxiety and stress in our system. My next tip is related to anxiety. And I can um, say that there are like sub 
advices, some tips. The first one is to avoid toxic people. These are people that drain your energy. They complain about others or themselves. They criticize everyone and everything and think everything was better in the past. They draw your attention by giving the impression you need to know something that is, that is for your own good. But it is actually to make them feel superior. Do you know someone like that? Well, I, I do. But don't discuss with them. Because toxic people want to have your attention and love discussions. So stay away. Avoid him or her as often as possible and let them notice you are not playing the game. Another strategy to avoid anxiousness is to accept the unknown as a sea of possibilities. Anxi anxiousness is even in the mildest form a fear for the unknown future. People tend to bring up past experiences repeatedly, ruminating especially over the negative experiences, trying to predict the future. Hey, the future. But this is useless. Let's use the most uncertain example of all. Let's talk about death. Ooh. A reason people get so uneasy about death is because we don't know for sure what happens after we die. Let's just accept that. Huh? And this thought makes us very anxious. Especially now, of course. So many people are getting sick. But imagine science can prove the death of that death is just a transition to another state of being and that we can continue our existence after death. Well, then your levels of anxiety will decrease enormously because this will mean that we are immortal and that we are just saying temporarily goodbye to our beloved ones. But since we are not yet at that point where science can explain us what happens exactly when we die, it is logical to be afraid of it. Is it? Is it worth to spend moments of your precious life in fear of something you are not experiencing yet? And in the same way, we can be very anxious about the future because it is unknown. Saskia de Winter mentioned in her interview last year a metaphor um, about a donut. She said, imagine life is a donut. It is a delicious present for you and you can choose to fix your attention on the chocolate over it, on the smell, on everything that is great about it and enjoy it. Or you can choose to complain about the hole in the middle. So uncert yeah, uncertainty should not be a synonym of negativity, but rather an opening for possibilities. So that hole in your donut that you dislike so much is meant to be there as a part of the design so you can hold it better in your hand. What about that? Eh? Did you get that? So we are submerged in a life full of routines and things that disrupt them cause us effort and discomfort. Now explain me why we are against the unknown even though we know so little about it. Are we aware that the unknown can bring us good things if we train ourselves to find the possibilities? I read some years ago a book written by Joe Dispenza 
called Becoming Supernatural that was published in 2019. And I want to quote something from this book and it's a paragraph that explains more what I mean. It says like this. We could say that your mind and body are in the known, the same predictable future based on what you did in the same familiar past. And in that known, there's no room for the unknown. In fact, if something new happened, if something unknown were to unfold in your life, at that moment, to change the same predictable timeline of your day, you would probably be annoyed at the disruption of your routine. You'd likely consider it troublesome, problematic and downright inconvenient. You might say, can you come back tomorrow? This is not the right time. And that is the end of the quote. So do you recognize yourself in this? Well, I do. I really do. I experienced so much stress in the past Then, when during my daily routines at work, some, if someone came with something new, I would always ask this person to come later or send me an email. Just send me an email. <laughs> It was not very welcoming to the unknown at those days. And that has fortunately changed. So learn to embrace the unknown. Another great strategy is to express yourself. This means to be very honest about the things that affect you to important people around you. It means to share the feelings and thoughts that are bothering you. Not expressing our real thoughts or being vague about them with your partner or friends put a lot of pressure on us because this misunderstanding can be cumulative and you will get anxious because of this unspoken truth. Remember that in terms of mental health, a well-discussed conflict is always better than a conflict that has been neglected, even though it might have not been solved. You might think people should know you better after years of knowing you, of sharing things with them, but really the truth is that we don't know, even know ourselves so well, and we also change And for that reason, we have to keep expressing our feelings and thoughts to others on a daily basis. So don't keep things for yourself. It's really, really very bad for anxiety. So those were the tips Saskia gave me some uh, days ago. Now I have the last tip for today and it is about mindfulness. Be mindful and enjoy now. Our daily anxiety comes also from our constant feeling that we should be doing something else or be somewhere else than where we are at this moment. So you're listening to my podcast and you're already thinking I have to do the dishes or I have to clean to clean the cupboard or whatever. So we're always somewhere else than where we are at that moment. If we are working, we think about our next holiday And if we are off from work, we think often about our next project. If we are taking a break, we almost feel guilty and are already planning what our next activity will be. It is human not to live in a mindful way and to live in the past or in the future 
but this increases the amount of anxiety we experience every day because we are never at ease accepting the present moment just the way as it is. So mindfulness, mindfulness is about being present at every moment fully, feeling your body at every moment or following your breathing. The idea is to anchor your awareness in the present moment so your mind stops thinking about the past or the future. And it sounds easy, but it takes quite some time of practice before you can free your mind from wandering around. Some years ago, a month, months before I had a burnout, a yoga teacher invited me to a mindfulness course she was teaching. Unfortunately, her course, her course was given during my working hours, so I had to take a break from my work to follow her lesson. I gave it a try and I failed completely. I failed to be mindful for even two minutes. I was unable to keep awareness of the present moment and I even got really unsettled by this. All my thoughts were about the future and thinking of the present moment seemed to me of really irrelevant because I was trained to solve problems beforehand and I must live then in all possible scenarios. Can you imagine that? So I was as living continuously in the future. Do you also have a job like that? Well, now you know what happened with me. Then more than a year passed by. I got bur a burnout and was slowly recovering my energy when a good friend of mine died. She had decided to end her life because she was terminally ill and decided to be euthanized. I called her to say goodbye for the last time and at the moment I realized that after that phone call, I would never talk to her again. It was really a very weird situation. It was sad, but at the same time, I felt like glad that I had the opportunity to call her. Anyway, I hung up the phone and well, I was a little bit confused, but she had planned her funeral in details, really with her very nicely with her family and, and everything around it. And she wanted us all to remember her and uh, with a very nice dinner. And so she planned something in, in a restaurant that she liked it very much. So she asked me before we hang up the phone to be there and enjoy the evening with everyone. And then I understood again how important it was for her to give her friends her last gift, which was to enjoy something simple, as nice as a dinner and in company with each other. She asked me before hanging the phone, please enjoy the moment and the dinner. Well, of course I did. Every moment of the evening, I enjoyed the food and the conversation and nothing was more important than that. And that dinner stayed with me as an example of how mindful we can be if we only give every moment the greatest importance of all. And I try to practice this very often. I try to cut the stream of thoughts and are aware of any activity I'm doing. And if it's possible, I will enjoy it. And that's uh, actually what it's all about, eh? to enjoy life. 
So these were the tips for this week. Next week, I will release the last tips. This was Escape from the Burnout Society. I am Gabriela Guzman, and I wish you a mindful week.